Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. Welcome back, everyone. This is Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Desert News. Thanks for joining us on a Monday. Hope you're having a great day out there. And uh, we're going to continue to march forward. We just wrapped up our conversation with former governor, former representative from the state of South Carolina, Mark Sanford. And Mark's thinking about it. He's he's not just thinking about thinking about it. He's actually thinking about it. Uh, I love the fact that he was so honest and said, well, because <laughs> I, I asked the question, if you're just joining us, again, Mark Sanford joined us. He's thinking about challenging President Trump for the GOP nomination. And so I asked him the question that I ask every candidate for any office, because I know how awful campaigns are. I know how hard they are on families and individuals. I know how just it, it is a grind. It is hard. It is rough. And so I would always ask the question, what is going to make it worth it? What is going to make all of this garbage you're going to go through, all of this headache and pain and suffering and misery you're going to endure, what is going to make it worth it if you run and lose? Because if you can't answer that question, you shouldn't be running. And Mark Sanford didn't flinch. He says, oh, I'm not going to win. But it's going to be worth it because he's going to change the conversation. He talks about debt and deficit, that this is not our, we usually talk about it as our grandchildren's problem. Uh, Some people even call it taxation without representation because the people who are going to have to pay the bills, their parents haven't even met yet. But he's saying, no, this is not our grandchildren's problem. This is not going to be our children's problem. This is going to be our problem. And it is going to be painful because, as as Mark Sanford suggested, that if interest rates go up even just a smidge, if they just go up to historic averages, we will be paying more in interest on our debt than we spend on national defense. We'll be spending over a trillion dollars a year just on the interest on that. And when you get to that point, as Mark rightly pointed out, there's there's no quick fix to that. You can't tax your way out of that. You can't just print more money because if you do, that will be the biggest backdoor tax on the poor and the most vulnerable among us that there's ever been in the history of the world because they will immediately have no buying power. And so he's raising some some really interesting questions that we need to get to as a country. We've got to get comfortable having some uncomfortable conversations, Democrats and Republicans alike, left and right alike. We have to have a serious conversation about the future of the country when it comes to spending because both parties are just spending. Some say they spend a little more, some say they spend a little less, but they're just spending. And it used to be that we could say, well, we're spending, but we'll we'll make up for it in the end. I did love Mark Sanford's analogy that a lot of people are using, that my kids used to always use. It'll be different this time. <laughs> we know all the factors. We know everything that goes into it. But it's going to be different. 
uh, it won't be different. History repeats itself for a reason, and the reason it repeats itself is because we don't learn the lesson. And there will be consequences, and the consequences always come to the poor and the most vulnerable among us. I'd love to hear your thoughts. If you've been listening to us this half hour, listening to Mark Sanford, former governor of South Carolina, thinking about a presidential run, uh, weigh in. This is your chance to to tell us what you're thinking today. Utah Community Credit Union text line 57500. Again, 57500, Utah Community Credit Union text line. Only when it's safe. Because why, Kylie? Safety first. That is the rule. And uh, I have a brand new driver at my house. Will Matheson is 16 years old today. A new driver. I think he was first in line at the DMV this morning. <laughs> so he has a license. And Will, if you're out there listening, safety first. No texting while driving. But if you have a thought, if you have something you want to share, you want to weigh in on one of our topics throughout the day today, uh, just uh, text it in when it's safe. Uh, 57500. All right. Want to do a, a quick hit look at what's uh, happening. We've talked about national politics for a minute. Let's let's come local for a, for just a minute. A uh, new poll out today uh, or over the weekend, utahpolicy.com, uh, talking about Governor Herbert and his job approval and uh, continues to be in the, the positive space there. Uh, and then some interesting things in terms of, of breaking down uh, what happens next. Obviously, with Governor Herbert not running for, for re-election in 2020, uh, the lieutenant governor has announced his candidacy to run for governor. And so some of the interesting things to me as I looked at the, the polling and the results is that a uh, about a third of Utahns, 37 percent, say they approve of Spencer Cox's job performance as lieutenant governor. 14 percent disapprove. Uh, but this was the bigger number. About 27 percent said they don't know. Uh, they don't uh, have a, a good insight into what I think a lot of people wonder what the lieutenant governor's job is is because it's not as defined or as clear. There's a lot of behind-the-scenes work, a lot of agency work, a lot of committee work that goes hand-in-hand uh, hand with the LG's job. So sometimes it's a little bit out of the uh, periphery of the uh, the general public. Uh, when it comes to, to President Her- Herbert, uh, he gets good job approval ratings from the Republicans, and uh, the Democrats are a little more wishy-washy on the governor, a little lukewarm there. Uh, but 71% of self-described strong Republicans like Herbert's job performance, just 16% uh, disapprove there. 67% uh, not very strong Republicans uh, think that Herbert's doing okay. Uh, and so there's, it's a positive for the governor for sure. Uh, he's been able to, to manage the state and the economy in a way that uh, has kept everything rolling along uh, and moving. And, and so... Of course, a lot of people are trying to do the prognostication on this thing and figure out, well, what does it all mean rolling into 2020? And again, uh, Spencer Cox has said he is in, and I'm sure there will be others who will get in. A lot of those on the the short list of the rumor mill anyway. Uh, You have the former uh, Speaker of the House. Uh, You've got uh, Jeff Burningham, uh, who's also been uh, testing the waters, been traveling the state quite extensively. Uh, So he's taking a good hard look at it. And there'll be a few others I think will will be interesting. A lot of people are still saying, hey, maybe maybe John Huntsman Jr. comes back and uh, sees how it is the second time around. And that would completely change the dynamics of the race for sure. But here's here's the important thing. Uh, Whether you uh, are a big fan of Spencer Cox, whether you're a big fan of John Huntsman Jr., whether you're not, uh, this is the thing to remember. Elections are 
always about what's next. They're never about what was. They're not even about what is. They're always about what is next because that's the test. People want to know where are we going and why. Uh, And I think in 2020, here in the great state of Utah, an economy that's working, civil society that's strong, we really are one of the great laboratories of democracy in the country right now. And I think the test is going to be who's going to paint that vision, not a vision of themselves in office, but a vision for the people of Utah. Utahns want to be challenged. They want to be tested. They know we're going to have unprecedented growth as the rest of the country continues to struggle a little bit and Utah continues to do very well. More people are coming, more jobs. The tech sector continues to expand. We have international trade and development in extraordinary ways. And people are going to keep coming. And so are we going to be ready for that? Will we be ready with the right kind of infrastructure? How are we going to handle the education load and so on? And so obviously we're going to continue to follow that and watch who paints that vision. Who gives Utahns something to get excited about? Who challenges Utahns to do something more? Uh, It's really something that we saw in Detroit uh, over the last weekend. When people are challenged, they step up in the most extraordinary ways. And we're going to continue to unpack everything we experienced in Detroit. So don't go anywhere. Uh, We're going to step aside for the top of the hour news. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. Thanks for joining us on Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Sarah Jane Weaver from the Church News will join us next.